Welcome to episode five of the Toxic Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Lillian Lalu. In this episode, I want to challenge community leaders to put up barricades that halt and hinder MLM sales pitches and recruitment tactics. I hope this episode provides inspiration on ways to foster pleasant and safer environments in any group or place where you can influence change. If someone sent you this show and asked you to listen, that person knows that you possess leadership and have the respect of the people around you. There are many small ways that all of us have the power to point our society away from falling victim to these modern-day cults that siphon away our time, money, and relationships. There's nothing worse than jumping into a podcast and feeling confused and left out by inside jokes and little references from previous episodes. I try hard not to do that. But still, I encourage you to listen to episode one before you really dive in. However, If someone pleaded with you to listen to this one episode, then stay focused and just listen to episode one later. During our journey together, you'll hear brief, relevant comments from Laura Ligos and Grace Wilson. Ligos is a registered dietitian who runs the Sassy Dietitian Instagram account, and Wilson holds a master's degree in library and information science. She runs the MLM Busters Instagram. You'll only hear short comments from them, but don't worry, I've interviewed them in depth for upcoming shows. I've been writing this episode off and on for about a week, and I think the biggest thing I want everyone to hear is that as a society, we need to stop viewing the multi-level marketing business model as a small, insignificant nuisance, and we need to start seeing it for what it really is, bad news. The six categories of influence I'm going to break down are legitimate business owners and management, churches and places of worship, schools and college campuses, events, expos and craft shows, influencers, and your personal brand. I've also made an editing choice that's very 1980s book on tape chic. So before each category, I'm going to play this little chime. Because when I listened back to episode four, I had some trouble following myself when I started talking about a new category. So I think this little Pavlov chime will kind of help our brains to follow along. So without further ado, this first category is for legitimate business owners and management. If you're a business leader in any form of management, you have a ton of influence you help set the tone for your work environment. So picture this little utopia for a minute. Imagine that each employee can go to work and know that they will not be seen as a sales target. Imagine your employees being free from having that awkward conversation with a coworker about buying something or placing an order. I don't think it's out of the question to create and enforce company policies that forbid any soliciting inside your business during company time. When you provide your employees with the gift of a structured guideline that forbids the distraction of MLMs inside your business, you're not only setting your employees free from becoming sales targets, but you're also setting the MLM victim free from feeling the constant need that he or she should be selling and recruiting. 
They can tell whoever is pressuring them to sell to their coworkers that they'll lose their job if they solicit an MLM at work. And they're set free from that burden. Work needs to be a safe place where everyone can relax and focus on the legitimate job that they're actually being paid to do. So I'm calling on employers to protect your employees and view any solicitations as distracting and unprofessional. I would even go so far as to put an MLM recruitment example into HR videos about workplace harassment. Train your staff how to handle it. And business owners, it looks really bad and embarrassing when one of your employees starts talking about their MLM at work. It makes it look like you're not paying them enough or that they're not busy enough. It just sends a lot of the wrong signals. So if you find out one of your employees is upset that they can't sell products to coworkers, maybe have a talk with that employee in a non-threatening way and see if you can find out what's really going on without being weird. Are they having trouble paying bills? Are they unhappy working for you? Are they trying to make an extra $100 a week? If it's a money issue, can you offer them more job responsibilities or maybe a little overtime? Try to see MLM involvement as a red flag that the person needs help. Something isn't going right. If you find that your employees are having trouble managing money, consider providing company-wide financial literacy education. Dave Ramsey's resources could point you in the right direction, or you could even try calling a local credit union. We have a local credit union that provides free financial literacy classes in our area. Education can go a long way in helping your employees feel better about managing their money. And employees, here's a message to you. If you're listening to this and you wish you didn't have to feel awkward about buying from your coworkers, pitch this idea to your employer. Maybe schedule a meeting with someone in your human resources department. Provide a proposal to HR that they can consider implementing. And if the company you work for is large, it might take a little longer for change to happen. But if the change happens corporate-wide, it has the potential to make a huge impact and will be worth the wait. If you work for a small company, these changes could be implemented sooner than later. Overall, I'm calling on business owners and managers to protect your employees from becoming sales targets and give MLM victims a safe space where they don't feel like they need to be hustling. Next category is churches and places of worship. I found that these areas are epicenters for MLM recruitment, especially in places like Utah where so many MLMs are headquartered. There's nothing sadder to me than seeing a place of worship tainted with MLM sales pitches and recruitment motivations. In my opinion, it's completely inappropriate to give someone a platform to speak about an MLM on church property or at an outside church event. Often, MLMs use religion as a manipulation tactic. They might claim to be a Christian-based company, for instance. And I'm always skeptical when a company attaches themselves with religion. You can absolutely run an honest, loving, kind business with religious principles without advertising it. In the Bible, Matthew 6.1 even cautions against practicing righteousness in front of others. Wouldn't it be better to run a company where people say, wow, there's something really wonderful about that business. I wonder what makes them different. I once joined a small group with a local church. When I went to meet the group, one of the first things out of the leader's mouth was an invitation to a party 
that I quickly realized was an MLM. And I never went back to that small group because of that single off-topic interaction. A lot was communicated in that brief moment. I learned that the motivation for her leadership in this small group might be for sales and recruitment purposes, and that the church hosting the small group didn't provide clear and enforced guidelines for their small group leaders. So I'm calling on spiritual leaders to not allow MLM sales or recruitment in any form. And also, this is important, educate themselves and be able to provide counseling services to people who are in over their heads with MLMs. Sooner than later, it needs to become clear that your congregation is not a sales or recruitment target on church property or at any satellite events. If church leaders actively take away these MLM platforms, I believe you will save hundreds of people from falling victim to this predatory business model. The next category is school property and college campuses. A few years ago, I visited dozens of Central Alabama schools because I was a lucky reporter that got to present deserving teachers with $1,000 checks every week as a gift from our station and local sponsors. Schools have a huge responsibility to protect the students and create an environment that makes learning fun and safe. Each school that I visited had unique security protocols. At almost every school, I would see signs clearly posted that the campus was a gun-free, tobacco-free, and alcohol-free zone, and I applaud that. But now think about this. Imagine the safety your students and teachers would feel if school administrators added additional no-soliciting signage and enforced clear rules that schools were also MLM-free zones. So that means no product samples left at the front desk, no teacher-to-teacher recruitment on school grounds or over school email. Implementing this safety measure will protect the teachers and students from unnecessary and predatory distractions. MLM paraphernalia like product samples and brochures should be banned. And for the love, do not, under any circumstances, allow a boss babe, a mom entrepreneur, speak about multi-level marketing or network marketing opportunities on career day, because an MLM is not a legitimate career. And in my opinion, young minds should be protected from ever thinking that an MLM is a viable option for their future. And on a similar note, I would also encourage school administrators to be wary of oil and scent diffusion inside classrooms. Make sure that students are not allergic or sensitive to smells. And I would also encourage sports coaches to watch out for their students consuming MLM protein powders, shakes, fizz sticks, and supplements of any kind. Listen to what Laura Ligos has to say about that. She's the registered dietitian. What's scary is that, you know, if you're looking to be a competitive athlete, which I was in college, like we were taught that everything you put in your body has the potential to have something negative in it that could show up in a blood test. And obviously if you're not a D1 athlete with, you know, or a professional athlete, it might not be as big of a deal, but then what health implications is that also having on your body? If it's something that's going to show up on a drug test, like, do you want that in your body? Probably not. Now let's talk about college and university campuses. It is absolutely appalling that college campuses allow predatory companies to recruit students on school grounds. Now, I understand public universities are places where free speech is celebrated, but college administrators, ask yourself this. 
Would you knowingly allow a booth for human trafficking recruitment to set up in your student union and post misleading signage in the lobbies of dormitories? I hope not. Here is Grace Wilson, the badass librarian who works on an East Coast college campus. It makes me really, really upset to see that happening on college campuses and to see people taking advantage of students when they're, you know, so fortunate to be here and enjoying this time on campus to figure out where they want to go and what's important to them. MLMs really just distort that all in the name of greed. I believe that college administrations should absolutely forbid MLM companies from recruiting on campus. So colleges, if you truly want to make campus a safe space for students to learn and create a solid footing before venturing into the real world, please forbid MLM recruitment on your campus. This next category is a big one. This is calling on event planners and coordinators that help organize events, expos, craft, and holiday shows. Anywhere vendors can rent booth space. There was a time that I loved going to craft shows and holiday shows and art shows and all the expos. All those events were held inside these big civic centers and decked out with lots of different booths. And you walk around and kind of window shop. You maybe buy a few things. You enjoy a few samples. I even have distant memories of arts and craft shows being so quaint and featuring original art and products. Then something happened, and I'm not sure when it shifted, and I don't think this is a case of me becoming older and more aware, but all of a sudden, these kinds of events have taken this dark turn, and I've become almost unbearable because they're filled with multi-level marketing businesses and high-pressure sales. If you are having trouble picturing what I'm talking about, here's a little personal story for you. Once I went to this women's expo thing in a huge civic center, and I think I received free tickets from work. So I went with my mom thinking it would be a cute little outing, and I was planning on maybe buying a thing or two and sampling some products. And the experience was horrible. As we walked through the aisles, we were assaulted with solicitations. People were handing us stuff and trying to rub lotion on our hands and get us to sign up for drawings, and it was nightmare fuel. But to be fair, I'm sort of always low-key anxious. I don't love crowds, especially casually flowing within a river of people. So I might not be the best judge on a crowded event, but this particular expo was horrifying. Even if you were the most chill person in the world, you would have hated it. MLMs were placed in barely decorated shop-worn booths about every 10 steps. When I would say no thanks as an MLM solicitor tried to touch me with a body or face product, Some were really snarky and mean when we would walk away. Their desperation was so thick, you could cut it with a Cutco knife. So after my mom and I ran out of there, we vowed to never go to an expo ever again. (laughs) So if I were a consultant and someone hired me to handle their MLM pest problem at my events, this is how I would advise the event and expo coordinators. To start, I would make sure that we were all in agreement that when people are assaulted with pushy sales tactics, they will want to leave your event. No one wants to be approached. Like, let me approach you and ask you a question. Then I would ban all multi-level and network marketing companies from even setting foot into my event. I would vet every single business, and if recruitment is an element of their business model in any way, They're just not allowed at your event. 
this is your event and you make the rules. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're actually not allowing multi-level marketing companies from coming to our event anymore. I mean, that's all you have to say. The person is confused. Maybe you can use it as an education opportunity to gently tell them why. You might be saying, but Lillian, our event really needs the money. These companies pay for those boots. Well, let me throw out this thought. If your event is struggling and having lower turnout year after year, maybe it's because people are sick of being assaulted by MLMs. Maybe have your event in a smaller, more intimate venue and advertise that it's an MLM-free zone. People will start coming back to your event and your vendors will be happy and they'll tell other legitimate business owners that it was a successful event. But Lillian, this year we have to let those MLM vendors in. They already have paid a deposit. Well, I would ask you to reconsider letting them into your event because you're giving a predatory business model a platform. But... If you really need their money to make the event work, put all of them far away and group them together. Don't scatter them around. This way your guests can avoid the area. And also, if it were me, I would have clear signage and maybe go as far as to make the area age-restricted. You have to be 18 and older to enter. And this isn't really even that crazy of a notion considering the financial dangers that come with MLMs. So have signage out with FTC guidelines about pyramid schemes that people have to look at before going into the restricted area. Maybe require the vendors to display their income disclosure statements clearly in size 16 font, sort of like a health department rating. Have rules that solicitation is forbidden. Make rules that vendors cannot leave their booth and assault people in the aisles, period. Okay, but then you might be saying, but Lillian, that's not fair for them to discriminate against all those MLMs and put them in a restrictive area. Yes, maybe it feels harsh and crazy to imagine this in our current social climate, but ask yourself this. Would you feel comfortable scattering con men around your event for innocent people to randomly stumble upon? Would you feel okay having explicit content sitting out on a table next to a mom and pop cookie vendor? No. And that's exactly how you need to start seeing MLMs. They hurt everyone they touch. I believe that if you advertise that your show is free of MLMs, you will receive lots of public praise. You'll be setting an incredible example for each of your guests. You can help bring back the pureness and fun of these events. Biggest takeaway to event coordinators, you have a lot of power here. I could go on and on about the boundaries you can enforce. If you're an attendee to a craft show or expo and see MLMs killing the fun for everyone, report it to the event coordinators. Maybe send a nice email a few days after the show is over and voice your concerns about your experience with the goal of helping make change happen for next year's event. Our next category is community influencers. So this category is really any leader or influencer that I've not specifically mentioned. And when I say influencer, I'm not talking about Instagram influencers. I'm really talking about you. Each of us has influence. If you're a leader in charge of a team, a sports coach, a youth pastor, a restaurant manager, a teacher, a college professor, an older cool kid, some younger kids looking up to you, all of us hold the power to be influential. 
And I always wonder if people with influence in our lives truly understand the impact they make. Even small comments can stick with people forever. Like a little butterfly wing flap can cause a tornado millions of miles away. And I'm sure I'm butchering that analogy, but it's saying that seemingly tiny and insignificant moments can create huge change, especially if you're in a leadership role. Teach your students how to spot and avoid MLMs. Mention to new mothers that MLMs are not a good idea and to expect to receive recruitment asking if she wants to stay home with her baby. Help educate immigrants that MLMs are not the American dream. Don't feel shy talking about MLMs and warning people. MLM recruiters are not shy. If they're the only ones the public is hearing from, it's much easier for us as a society to fall into their predatory grips. And finally, the most important category of all is how you manage your personal brand. And I say personal brand with a wink and an eye roll <laughs> because the concept is a little irritating, but it's also fun to declare that something is on or off brand for you. So used in a sentence, driving a silver VW bug was very on brand for me in high school. The point is we all have a public identity and as your own brand equity manager, you can decide that MLM participation in any form is not on brand for you. Make being anti-MLM part of your core values. When I was about to sign one of my television contracts, I asked my manager to have the lawyer add an addendum to the back page. I asked them to add that I could not solicit or participate in the exchange of goods or services outside of our parent company. And it was written with lots of legal jargon around that. But that little addendum made me feel safe and secure. It was like, wow, this decision is off my shoulders. I am contractually obligated to say no to MLMs. And I used that excuse maybe once or twice when I felt an MLM pitch coming. Oh, thanks for thinking of me, but it's actually in my contract that I can't work outside our parent company in any capacity. That was my line. But just knowing there was a legally binding agreement gave me this little pep in my step and a sense of security. And I sort of laugh when I think back on it. But the reason I want you to hear that little story is that you can make a secret little contract with yourself. You don't have to work for a media company to set core values for your personal brand. So in conclusion, I hope you hear everything I'm saying and remember that these are all my personal opinions. I really don't wanna come across like a know-it-all imparting unsolicited wisdom from my 31-year-old brain, but I hope what I've presented does make you think. Maybe some of it sounds radical and crazy, and maybe some of the ideas sound like something you could help implement in your area of influence. Times are changing rapidly, especially during these scary times as we navigate a world of face masks and social distancing. People are sick and tired of MLMs being pitched as solutions when they are nothing but the cause of so many problems for people. As life slowly returns to a new normal, this could be an ideal time to set new ground rules at your office, place of worship, your gym, community center, schools, campuses, 
anywhere that MLMs are currently finding a platform, let's fight back. Toxic Positivity is written, produced, and edited by me, Lillian Lalu. Original music by Grace Tillman. Sound mastering and publishing by Resonate Recordings. Truly empower the people you love by sharing this podcast and the resources listed in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. The more positive engagement this podcast receives, the more likely it is to be used as a resource. Send me an email at toxicpositivitypodcast at gmail.com and your question and ideas may be used on the show. Remember, you are not alone and you have not failed. Let's expose the truth and make a difference.